Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Our Lexi for this week is cardia, cardia or heart, a vital organ in your body which miraculously pumps to keep you alive. While the cardia is fascinating, so too is the concept of living from the heart. This is what the Kefi Life encourages, to live a heart-centered life. Listen to what makes you feel good, vitalized, energized, balanced, rejuvenated, and healthy, both in the mind and the body. Nourish yourself with people who nourish your soul, build you up, and want you to be the very best that you can possibly be. Cardia, what is yours telling you about your life? This is Kira Moran, president of Kingdom Farms and proud sponsor of Cafe Life. Kingdom Farms provides organic meats, poultry, and fish throughout the USA. Kingdom Farms have been blessed for 52 years with providing the highest quality foods to all our customers. Please contact Kingdom Farms for your culinary needs at www.kingdomfarms.com. Introducing the brand new QuadPod Podcast Network. We're adding new podcasts every day. Visit qodpod.com and meet our podcasters. That's qodpod.com. Scientists have pinpointed one reason why people living in isolated villages in Greece may enjoy long and healthy lives. They found a new genetic variant common among villagers, which appears to protect the heart by lowering levels of bad fats and cholesterol. For this reason, I love to promote my healthy fat, Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil, but more on that in just a while. For the moment, here in America, February is American Heart Month, a time when all people can focus on their cardiovascular health. So let's get down to business now with how to protect our heart and keep it healthy and strong for an all as well Olakala life. I'd like to welcome with a great privilege and honor, Dr. Karen Lambert to the Kefi Life Podcast. Hi, Kiki. It's so good to have you. Thanks for being here, Karen. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And pretty soon it's going to be everybody else's. Now, as a doctor, I'd love for you to share what your specialty is and also give us a little background on um, where you did your training. My specialty is in cardiology, which means I focus almost exclusively on patients with heart disease or the prevention of heart disease. I did undergrad and medical school at Creighton University in Omaha and then did my residency and then cardiology fellowship in at Northwestern in Chicago. Oh, exciting. I love Northwestern. Has a great reputation. I loved being there. Did you? I did, yeah. Oh, it's, it's got a, a really uh, high quality reputation. So Karen, why is it so important to talk about heart disease this month? Well, the Heart Association picked this month, um, you know, in the time of Valentine's, in the month of the Valentine, to kind of really focus on heart disease and try to really make people aware of the fact that heart disease remains the number one killer of people in this country. Even in the last two years, while everyone has battled COVID in the U.S., heart disease still remained the number one cause of death in the United States. It's just extremely important that we heighten that awareness. In the past, 
long ago, heart disease was felt to be just a, a disease that affected men. And even the early, so many early studies excluded women from most of that research. It's been in the last you know, decades that we've realized that heart disease affects both men and women. Despite all these efforts and the Heart Association really pushing for people to be aware of this, on a recent study, only about 50% of women recognized that heart disease was the number one potential cause of death for them. Never knew that. Yeah, we've always focused, um, you know, on our on cancer. Women got will get mammograms. We'll, you know, get our other screenings, our Pap smears. But we forget that the heart is so important to us, and we don't do that um, that pre- um, preventative screening. So that makes sense because my daughters uh, went to school at Purdue, and they um, would do fundraising for this event called Red Dress Gala. Mm-hmm. So yes. now that makes sense in the tie-in for women right. and it was red. the red dress. Yeah, that's that was what the symbol they used to promote it. Fantastic awareness is very very important. So I've always wondered, Karen, what does a heart look like? What is the size? Like, just kind of give us a description of a heart that you've seen. Yeah, it's um, it's a little tough to describe. Just this way, but to see it is amazing. Um, The heart sits on the left side of the chest and it's about the size of your closed fist. Um, It's it's not gigantic, but it does the work. It's the workhorse for our whole body and gets blood moving through everywhere it needs to. So it's an amazing pumping system. And you said the word pump earlier, and it makes me think about energy and how to uh, keep that energy in the pump uh, healthy. It's Heart Health Month. Let's talk about prevention and the pump that we need to keep healthy for our lives. Yeah, it's it's a big responsibility. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't take it as seriously as they need to. But so much of heart disease prevention is all based on what we talk about in cardiology as conventional risk factors. There's a lot, um, there are a lot, there's a lot of data on what we can do and help control to help prevent heart disease. And some of the very basic things, I, you know, I tell patients, this is the bucket of things we need to look at and work on. Um, high blood pressure is, um, is an important thing. Getting regular blood pressure checks, making sure if blood pressure is elevated, it's treated. Um, if it can be treated with diet and exercise, great. If not, if medications are needed, um, screening for diabetes and treating that when needed. Um, obesity is a factor. Family history is so important. Age is important. Tobacco use is extremely important. Uh, I often will say the two things we can't change are our family history and our age. So we can't get different parents and we can't make ourselves younger. So we really have to be careful and work on the things that we can, especially as we get older and if we have any kind of family history that already puts us at risk. You know, a big problem, <clears throat> excuse me, in America is obesity, especially now, which really saddens me with children. And we have to like really recognize how to teach and impart healthy ways for our families. And would you say that obesity is like at the top of the list for heart attack? Well, it's no. I mean, I think overall probably diabetes would be at the top of that list, but it's extremely difficult to say one is always more important than the other. It's more the cumulative total of things. And sometimes when it comes to heart disease, one plus one doesn't equal two, one plus one may equal three or four. So as you add on more and more risk factors, your uh, your risk for heart disease increases and increases and increases. So again, can't be younger and can't change our parents, but we do have control over just about everything else. <laughs> I love the way you position that. 
That's a good one. That's a good example. Uh, Dr. Karen Lambert is our special guest today. She's talking to us about keeping the heart healthy and uh, keeping our lives healthy. She's a cardiologist here in the Chicagoland area. Where do you practice? I practice in the Western suburbs, mostly LaGrange, Hinsdale area. Let's talk about the symptoms of a heart attack. That's always a little tricky. So what I tell patients a lot is, um, I and your husband would, I don't know if he'd approve of this or not, but I tell patients when it comes to heart disease, it's like the reverse of the legal system. I tell patients, if you're having symptoms, kind of anything a pretty much above the belly button or higher, we we are worried about it being your heart until we prove otherwise. So if you have chest pain, it can be from other things, but heart disease being the most common thing that causes death in this country, we have to take seriously. And it would be a lot easier if the heart read the books and followed all the rules. It's it's a lot simpler to figure out when someone's having crushing pain in their chest when they walk upstairs and they get sweaty and short of breath and it goes away when they rest. You know, the largest majority of the time that really points us directly to it being something heart-wise. But men and women, and, and women especially, have a lot more atypical symptoms. Maybe it's more an exertional kind of fatigue or exertional shortness of breath, or sometimes women get more palpitations. Um, So again, it's not always chest pain. People can have jaw pain and go to their dentist first or ear neck kind of pain and go to their ENT doctor. So um, they'll go to, they'll think it's their stomach because a lot of stomach things, you know, there's so much overlap in this area. So it's sometimes very difficult to sort out and say, oh yes, this is absolutely this, or it's absolutely not this. We rely fairly heavily on some of the testing we do to help sort that out. Interesting. So there is, in my mind, a myth that it's always going to feel painful in your chest. Correct. Correct. Or people will say, oh, it it was on the right side, so I thought it couldn't be my heart. Or again, we see patients all the time that go to their stomach doctor because they think it's their reflux or something in the stomach and it winds up being the heart. And on the same side of it, they come to us and we sort it out and it winds up being their stomach or something else. But because of most of the things in that area, the heart is potentially the most serious thing that can be causing problems. We always want to rule in or rule out the heart first. Karen, it's so interesting because with the Kefi Life podcast, the brand really promotes balance, balance in the mind, the body, and the spirit. And everything is connected in those. And you just reminded me also about the body and how it's just such a highway of like blood and blood vessels and veins and your heart's pumping and everything. And and, and, and then we lead on to how I, my next question, which was share with us a, le- a healthy diet. And you said, well, Kiki, maybe it's better to say, share with us a healthy lifestyle to keep our heart healthy. So lifestyle is more all encompassing. So let's talk about that. Sure. And, and lifestyle is so important um, when it comes to heart disease. We preach that all the time in the office, follow a heart healthy lifestyle. And and that it's it doesn't have to be super fancy. I mean, it means that people don't smoke. It means they go for regular checkups and make sure their blood pressure is in a good range and make sure they don't have diabetes, um, that they talk to their doctor about those things if they need to. Um, exercise is extremely important. Um, the sad, sad data is that probably 25% of women do no regular exercise at all or are completely sedentary. Could you repeat that number? Yeah, 25% are not active at all, so completely sedentary. And the Heart Association has some good guidelines about what we should be doing exercise-wise. They recommend that we do at least 30 minutes of cardiovascular exercise five days a week. Unfortunately, about 60% of people are not meeting those recommendations. 
And it's tough. It's, you know, we're busy, we've got families, we're pulled in a a variety of different directions. But if you think about 30 minutes out of your day that could help you feel better, help you down the road, you know, it's it's so important to chisel out that time. So um, again, no smoking is extremely important. Regular exercise is extremely important. And then eating healthy. You know, it's it's always easy to grab something, you know, quick, but that's not always necessarily the most healthy thing to be eating. You know, we want a good balance of a low, lower fat diet. We want to be careful about cholesterol. And at the same time, not overdo the carbohydrates. The big problem early on in the heart disease prevention was when they really promoted low cholesterol, low fat, what they didn't anticipate was those low cholesterol, low fat foods would then be very high in carbohydrate. And as they, we were pushing all this low cholesterol, low fat stuff, people were over time actually gaining weight and, and becoming more obese because they focused on low cholesterol, low fat, but we're not paying attention to the carbohydrate side of it. So it has to be a good balance. We really need, again, we need that balance in all parts of it. Mayo Clinic um, did some type of study really highlighting the Mediterranean diet because you've got nuts, legumes, uh, seafood. Correct. Um, high quality, high fat, mm-hmm. um, like olive oil, avocados, but in balance. Correct. And those are the good fats. I mean, a big emphasis more recently is on good fat, bad fat. And, you know, the nuts, the olive oils, the focus on the Mediterranean diet really highlighted the importance of of the good fats, you know, as opposed to, you know, grabbing a donut or ho-ho out of the <laughs> Out of the cabinet, <laughs> clearly bad fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're an excellent example. I mean, you really walk your talk. You stay active. You're a great cook. You can cook all types of foods. I've known you for a long, long time, but you're an avid runner. Is that the way that you stay healthy and in shape and reduce stress? Yeah, I, I part of it, I think, was um, mostly stress, but then also my dad um, had a stroke at a young age and you know, prior to that, we were a meat and potato family and and no one even thought about exercise back in the day. And my mom, to her credit, you know, started, we'd walk a block, run a block, walk a block, run a block, and then we'd come home. And that was it. And that was kind of towards the end of high school for me. And then I got to college and, you know, my roommates and my now husband were big, you know, runners and avid athletes. And I started doing the same and it be, it becomes very addictive. My kids joke about it all the time about I can't really go a day or two without it, but it's a it's a good addiction to have because so make me I really jealous. enjoy it. How 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 often? Like how much do you run a week? Um, I I exercise. I try to exercise six days a week. Good for you. Um, and I have a good friend that's my running partner, and we will run five six miles on the weekends. We'll try to run longer. We go to Payless and do those stairs. Oh, and I love it. It's um it, to me it. I say I probably would need medicine if I didn't run like I did. It's just it's a great stress reliever you know, it helps balance as far as uh, my family history goes. Um, and it's been a good thing. It's been really, it's been good, good for me. And my knees have held out. So that's a, that's a bonus. <laughs> well, because you're lean and mean. You're, you, you've kept your physique in lean shape. You look great. You are lean and mean. You run, you're active. And it does help, my friends, to have a buddy system. To, to create that accountability. Extremely, yeah. And, and that really applies to everything because, you know, it's things like smoking for patients. You know, it's very difficult to have a patient decide to quit smoking if they go home and their spouse or their, you know, someone else at home smokes all the time. It's, um, so it's, it's much easier when the whole family decides to eat healthy. It's much easier when the whole family decides that they're going to exercise because, you know, you get everyone out doing something or, 
You know, you, you have to be creative sometimes. You have small children. Maybe you have to put them in a stroller and go jog around the block. But it really helps. The more everyone buys into it, the easier it is for the individual um, and, to be healthy. And creating those habits that like you, it starts with mom and dad. They are the role model. So we know this, Karen. Kids don't do what we say. They do what we do. <laughs> oh, dear. <Hopefully. laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Exactly. Sure. Now, I, I, two more questions. This has gone way too fast, but in regards to stress, um, we know that that is a major cause of disease. How do you address, well, you said that you manage your stress by running, but how can we talk quickly about uh, folks recognizing stress being a problem for good health? Yeah, stress is, it's extremely difficult because it's its so tough to, to measure. We like, to, in medicine, we like to we like to investigate things from a scientific standpoint. It's difficult to measure stress because stress for one person is not the same as the other. Whereas we can say to a patient, if you smoke five pack, five cigarettes, what's your risk? As opposed to someone who has two packs, what's your risk? For stress, we can't say, well, here's your dose of stress and here's someone else's dose of stress and how does it impact? We do know that stressful situations account for about 10% of heart attacks, but we know that stress contributes to sometimes over, can, can contribute to overeating. It can cause blood sugars to be elevated. It can cause blood pressure to be elevated. Sometimes people smoke because they're stressed. So managing our stress is extremely important. And there's no one right answer. I mean, I run, but you know, I also like to read. I you know, try to do some meditation. You know, yoga is helpful. Everybody finds you know, their own way of doing that. It's just important to recognize it and try to control it. Okay, I accept that. And one thing that you do that I... I'm just crazy about is that you travel. You travel with Dr. Mike. He's your husband. He's a ER doctor uh, on the south side of Chicago. Is he still there? He is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mike's so chill. I can't believe it. He deals. <laughs> he, he does ER on the south side, but he's so chill. And you guys have taken some phenomenal trips. You just got back from Arizona. Cannot believe how gorgeous it is. You were hiking oh, there. Breathtaking. Yeah. And and it is good. We both like it to to do it together. And I, that goes back to having that buddy system. And I have a friend I run with, but I also have a spouse who loves to hike. We, a couple years ago, did Kilimanjaro. We've hiked a variety of different places. And and it's a great way to see the world too. So it's been, we've been really, we've been really lucky that we enjoy doing it together. And there's a lot of things you can do. There's bike trips and walking trips and hiking trips and all kinds of things that we can do, you know, with a friend or a spouse or a sibling um, just to keep us moving. Destination workouts, uh, travel, that's, that makes your workout and your activity level fun. Love, love. I did a, um, a big um, 72-mile bike ride in Tahoe, Lake Tahoe. I would have never gone to Lake Tahoe. Right. It's yeah. beautiful. Uh, what is the most, before we get to the very last question, what is the most beautiful place you've been to? I know you've traveled worldwide. Oh, that's a tough question. But I'd say the prettiest hike we just did was um, the Grand Canyon. We did a rim to rim. So down to the bottom of the canyon and then back up the other side. And it was gorgeous. It was not easy, about 18 miles. Not easy, but it every, Mother Nature is beautiful. We're so grateful. We're so blessed to live where we do and get to see some of the things we do. Yeah, Mother Nature and the earth is truly, it can be medicinal. So Dr. Karen Lambert, this interview has been so fulfilling in so many different ways. I would like for us to end on the most important piece of advice or tip that you could give us to help keep our heart healthy this month and always. Get off the couch, get off your chair, go for a walk, throw away your cigarettes and make some healthy choices when it comes to your food. You just keep being a great example. <laughs> Thanks, Kiki. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. It was great. Thanks. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. This Ola Kala moment 
brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus, ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs. Stress can be a good thing or a bad thing, but if you learn to manage your stress, you'll certainly live Olekala all as well in the mind, the body, and the spirit. Whatever your level of work or lifestyle is, being able to find an outlet which provides enjoyment and relaxation will certainly reduce the negative effects of stress. Two things that I love to do which always minimize my stress include movement or exercise and blending essential oils. Ironically enough, both of these activities are a lot of fun for me. I love to do them and I look forward to doing them, but they also have therapeutic results. Movement and exercise cause a release of endorphins and essential oils have chemical compounds in them, which when sniffed, lift my spirits, my easy go-tos when the pressure is on. If you desire Olekala all is well in the whole person, think about and put to use the things that lift your spirits during trying times. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com, at kefilife365 on Instagram, and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.